Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. This past weekend was packed full of protests. From Rolla, Missouri to Troy, Illinois, people took to the streets. And that was the scene on Saturday in St. Charles with a march that drew hundreds. It was the second such march in St. Charles in a matter of days. Now yesterday, on Sunday, the biggest local protest was in the city of St. Louis. Thousands marched to City Hall even as the heat index hit 100. And St. Louis Public Radio intern Kayla Drake was there, so she joins us now with the latest. So Kayla Drake, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So you were there yesterday afternoon. What a hot day. Um, mm-hmm. What did you see there on the scene at City Hall and um, and thereabouts? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm. it's safe to say there were, you know, thousands there. It was very humid. Uh, lots of water was necessary. Um, I'd say a lot of people wearing masks and carrying signs that either said, people's names who were killed at the hands of police officers or, um, you know, other sayings talking about white privilege and, and Black Lives Matter. And were people on the march or was this largely staying put near City Hall? No, I mean, people marched. So they uh, there were speakers. It was organized by some college women. And um, so there were speakers at first. They were emphasizing, you know, defunding um, and demilitarization of police, um, giving community control of the police. Um, and then they emphasized voter registration. So there were people there. Um, but then shortly after, you know, I'd say 30, 40 minutes, they marched to police headquarters and, and then turned around and came back. Okay. Now, was there a significant police presence at any of the different locations um, that you were at? Yeah. So one interesting thing is, honestly, there there weren't many officers um, on foot. Most of the police I saw were in cars, um, and that was just to uh, either lead the march or to block off streets. Hmm. So police officers, you didn't see things like a line of officers in riot gear, things like that, that we've seen in in previous protests. No, not even at City Hall. I mean, people can get up to the the front and on the steps. There were really no barricades. Hmm. And you say the police were helping sort of with the the traffic control there, just keeping cars from uh, getting in the middle of, of where all these people were marching. Yeah, police definitely played a, a role in traffic control. So it sounds like, based on what you're saying, uh, there wasn't really a point where this very loud car- crowd, where where things got tense at all between them and law enforcement. Is, is that fair to say? I, I think that's fair to say. You know, people were serious. The tone of the march was still serious. Um, and, you know, there was still music and, and chants about police. Um, but as for conflicts, I didn't see any of that. Hmm. So there among the crowd, uh, I know it's hard to generalize when we're talking about such a big gathering, as you say, it, it mm-hmm. sounds like thousands of people. Um, how overall would you describe the mood? Yeah, I mean, the mood, um, people were serious, but people were also feeling this sense of, of momentum, you know, uh, for the past week over a week. We've seen multiple protests um, happen almost daily. So I think there was a sense of momentum, but there was a seriousness to where uh, to stay vigilant, to to keep the momentum up. 
So one of the striking features um, of many of the protests across the St. Louis area within the last week has been the diversity of the crowd, that this just hasn't, it hasn't just been Mm -hmm. people of color who've come out for these marches. There have been a lot of white allies there. Was that the case yesterday uh, at this, this crowd near City Hall? Yeah, I mean, it definitely was the case. There were there were definitely uh, a diverse crowd. There were people there, white people, trying to use their privilege, volunteering to hand out water, um, you know, for interviews. If I was to walk up with someone and, and it was a friend together and they were white and black, they would always turn to their, their black friend and they'd say, you know, talk to them. Hmm. That's interesting. So there was a real um, intent uh, among a lot of these protesters to, to put black voices front and center. Yeah, I'd see the people who showed up realized if they were not black. So that has been the case um, at many of the protests that our reporters have been at lately. Um, And I know that was also the case in part in St. Charles on Saturday. And our producer, Lara Hampton, was there. And she was able to talk to some people there, both some of the organizers. And we played that audio yesterday on our special edition of St. Louis on the Air. But somebody else she talked to uh, is Steve Allen. He's the women's head coach at the St. Louis College of Pharmacy. He's a white man who was at that march in St. Charles. He said that he moved to St. Louis three years ago, and here's what he told our producer, Lara Hamden, about why he joined the protest. I grew up in, in the state of New York, and I've spent a lot of time around New York City, and I coached um, a basketball team. We had about five or six kids from New York City, and I've just heard and seen too many stories. Um, I, I've lived in western Pennsylvania, where there's more Confederate flags on, on their uh, on their front yards than, than their other flags and you just just learning the depth and like length of the hatred and, and racism in America and it's just I don't I don't feel okay about it and I don't I prefer to not sit at home to to try to affect change. And that, again, is Steve Allen. Again, he's the women's head coach at the St. Louis College of Pharmacy, explaining why he felt led to go out and join these protests. And Laura asked him in particular about the fact that so many white people are out there on the streets. And here's what Steve told Laura about how white people are reacting to these protests. I saw it from the outside, and and really it just became about, like, what I did was just sign petitions. Um, It it didn't really hit home well enough, and and I hadn't seen it that deep. I didn't know enough to, to really take a lot of action. You're not black, so I'm assuming you know a lot of people who aren't black. Kind of, have you been seeing a shift maybe in how they're having discussions about stuff like this? A little bit. Um, and, and the encouragement that I've given to a lot of people is is to stop saying but. Um, I hear a lot of conversations and it's yeah but, yeah but. And as soon as you say but, you're kind of minimizing the, the struggle and the, and the cause. So that's been my encouragement because I'm trying to, as a coach and, and as people that lead other people and someone with an education degree, so I've had a, a lot of time in, in education classrooms, it's, it's stop saying but, listen and learn. And that's when you can really find out how you can help people the best. And that's Steve Allen again speaking to our producer uh, Saturday at the March in St. Charles, just one of the many voices that was out there um, in the streets. Kayla, there was such a large, large crowd yesterday in downtown St. Louis. And I think the last time there was such a large crowd in St. Louis was last Monday. And, and um, that evening, um, hours after the protest disbanded, things ended up getting pretty tense in the city. I'm wondering what you saw at the point that the protest ended yesterday. Yeah, so um, the organizers made a point to say 
two if not three times that the protest is now officially over. Anything that happens afterwards is not a part of the protest. So they did their best to distinguish. You know, you can never control people. Um, but afterwards, I mean, the last uh, moment of the protest before she announced that was a moment of silence for the names that we don't know. Hmm. And um, people, you know, closed their eyes look down and, and raise their fists for, you know, a couple seconds. Um, and, and so after that, that left kind of a heavy moment. People were sitting down, um, contemplating. There were some angry outbursts, but it, mostly people were just giving out the rest of the water, mm-hmm. and, and it was kind of dying down. So at that point, um, it, it really did kind of feel like it was over af- after that moment of silence. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, and, you know, from all reports we're seeing, it was a a very quiet night last night in St. Louis. It was a quiet night throughout most of the metro. Now, St. Louis was still under curfew yesterday. Uh, Mayor Lida Krusen announced this morning that she has lifted that curfew going forward. As of tonight, there is no curfew in the city of St. Louis. But last night, when the curfew in the city was still in place, the largest protest was in Florissant. And this is interesting because a new video that was captured or, or shared with Real STL news. Um, It's now emerged that shows a fluorescent police officer using his SUV to knock down a pedestrian. And this video is is very hard to watch, but it appears to show that the SUV strikes the man and then the man is just screaming as the officer jumps on top of him and appears to hit him and cuff him. It's it's just this kind of violent melee after this this man is hit by this SUV. Now, the officer involved with this is a nine-year fluorescent veteran. He has now been suspended. Law enforcement is looking at this. Uh, Kayla Drake, was there any talk of this incident in Florissant at the protest in St. Louis yesterday? Yeah, so there were no chants uh, that I heard that were focused on um, what happened in Florissant, but there were people that were planning on going. Uh, It just wasn't a focus in parts of the protest that I saw. Okay. It's going to be interesting to see what happens um, related to that incident in the coming days. Um, I know this investigation there is ongoing. And from reports from the scene last night, the protest in Florissant did get a bit tense. There were lines of officers sort of facing off with protesters, but it all ended very peacefully. So one other thing we wanted to talk about, we got a voicemail in the past week from St. Louis Public Radio listener Celine, and she shared her thoughts on one angle of these protests that she feels hasn't seen much coverage, at least locally. So I'm in support of peaceful protests, and I've been out myself because this just cannot keep going on this way. It's it's beyond horrible. But what I'm interested in, and I haven't heard a lot on the news, there's been a lot online, is sort of the rural-urban thing. And there was a thing on Facebook about this little girl in Flora, Illinois, who initially was the only one on the corner and got a lot of people yelling and hollering at her negatively, but then a lot of people came out and stood with her. And um, But on Facebook, there were also a lot of ugly memes against her. Um, and then there was an incident with a local farmer, a Facebook post that was taken down and he's had a lot of blowback and has had to apologize. And I'm interested in the rural urban and I haven't heard a lot about these small little towns around us. 
And that again was our listener, Celine. So yesterday we had this special call-in edition of St. Louis on the Air. We actually heard from a woman in Highland, Illinois, whose daughters had recently been to a protest there, and she talked about what a great experience that was. That's just one of many protests lately in smaller towns around the metro. Tomorrow on this show, we're going to talk to protest organizers in Quincy, Illinois. They had a vigil there over the weekend that drew hundreds of people. And last night, there was a protest in Rolla, Missouri. About 300 people marched through downtown Rolla yesterday evening, and St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All was there. And among the protesters in Rolla was Deanne Lyon. She is an organizer for the activist group Rolla for Progress. Uh, Deanne Lyon was also elected to the city council there last week. And that was Deanne Lyon at last night's protest in Rolla, Missouri. These protests are just springing up all over the place. And there seem to be hundreds of small actions in support of this cause throughout the metro. Here's just one example. Uh, Laura Hannibal was in the Lindenwood Park neighborhood on Saturday. Uh, She was passing out Black Lives Matter signs. And she told Aaron Doerr that this moment feels different to her than 2014 when Michael Brown was killed. Yeah, so um, a a friend of mine in Chicago actually did something similar, and so she inspired me to kind of, you know, bring this to our neighborhood. Um, And so I contacted uh, InkSpot off Hampton, and they helped me print, you know, a a ton of signs. And I printed a bunch for other friends in the St. Louis Hills neighborhood and Afton and Webster Groves. And so they're going to pass the message on as well. It feels different. Um, I think there was a lack of understanding around that time or a lack of willingness, which I probably, you know, am guilty of as well. So just trying to, you know, shift my behavior and, into a more positive light. So I think it's, it's more, um, while it's sad that six years ago or how many years ago it was, wasn't as impactful, I'm, I'm happy to see that things are at least slowly changing. And that was Laura Hannibal speaking yesterday or Saturday in St. Louis's Lindenwood Park neighborhood. So, Kayla Drake, you were at this huge protest um, yesterday, wondering if there's any major protest that you're aware of being planned for today or, or even for tonight. Yeah, um, there are. So I guess I'll start by time because there's there's a few. Um, so at two, the public defenders march um, is starting at Missouri Court of Appeals. Hmm. Um, and that's in and downtown then, St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. And it's also going to focus on um, closing the medium security institution known as the workhouse. Um, at three, there's a march focusing on black men. Um, so that's going to be at the old courthouse downtown. Um, and then five to seven in Clayton, a march is going to be happening down Wydown Boulevard uh, from South Hanley to North Skinker. Um, and also tonight, there is another uh, protest for the Florissant Police Department. So that's going to happen at 6 p.m. And, and people are going to um, be calling for the arrest and uh, conviction of the police officer shown in the video. Um, and, and most of these, you know, I want people to know uh, they can follow STL activists on Instagram. Uh, they're posting a lot of protests. 
Okay. So if people are looking to get information in real time, um, you have a really good list there. Thank you for that nice, thorough list. But that STL activist on, um, account on Instagram, that sounds like that's going to be a really good place for them to just stay up on the latest. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, Kayla Drake, uh, St. Louis Public Radio intern, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.